Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the podcast. I have with me a very special guest. That's why I'm speaking in English. Dr. Daniel Feldman from the Department of the English Literature and Linguistic Studies at Bar-Ilan University. How are you, sir? I'm well. It's good to be with you, Guy. Thank you for oh, having me. That's great. So can you talk a little bit about your area of uh, your field of research? I'd be happy to. I study Holocaust literature and more generally traumatic events of the past as they are represented in literature. I'm specifically interested in the imaginative or the fictional, the literary and cultural representation of the difficult past and historic narrative. How these two different historical and literary or cultural modes interact as we understand the most difficult parts of our human experience. Yeah, I remember the first the first time I stepped foot in, in your class. And I think the first thing that came out of my mouth that I said to you was, are you the teacher if I'm if I'm not mistaken? <laughs> that was a compliment. That was many years ago, guy. I don't think you'd be asking that yeah, question anymore. <laughs> I thought maybe you were a technician or something like that, because you're you were tinkering, tinkering around with the microphones and the computers, yeah, or something like yeah. that. I took that as a compliment, but I've always- You, I think you that, look like an IT guy. Uh, good. That, that's my, frankly, my higher aspiration. So. Yeah, I think that class was Art Atrocity Truth, wasn't it? That was, yes, that was the name of the class? Yes, it was. I think if I'm, if I, if I'm trying to, to compliment you, and I'm not trying to compliment you too much, but but I will give you this. I think that you, the course, your course, Art, Atrocity and Truth, I think it is your uh, intellectual or academic magnum opus, I think. It, it, took, it took a long while to construct, to build all the different themes, all the different history, the mediums, of art, um, I was drawn, I was mesmerized by your class. And I, I don't know how I, uh, how I learned anything in your class because it was awe-stricken to be, to be honest. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, you're gracious to say so. Could you elaborate? What was it specifically? Was it the topic? Was it the- Specifically, it was the very first time I saw someone um, um, exacting the interdisciplinary pedagogical method in a in a in a healthy in a in an interesting way. I think um, you had a lot of visuals. You had great emphasis on the written word as well as visual representations. I was drawn to all the all the different materials, to all the different stories and peoples, and all the, from all the these different nations, and it was quite a ride, I have to say. So, just to talk about some of the things that really impacted me, I think uh, I had heard of a, a mouse by Art Spiegelman, um, but I only focused on, on the visual aspect. 
of the graphic novel. And the story I had heard uh, a few times, you know, you hear a lot of a lot of recollections of Holocaust survivors. There was there was a nice anecdote that if you know Stephen Fry, have you sure. heard? Yeah. yeah. Yes. He came on uh, late night with Craig Ferguson and he told the story about speaking to a Jewish uh, Holocaust survivor, a woman that uh, they talked about being in, in Auschwitz in the camps. And one day she was summoned to, she was a, she was a classically trained, uh, I think a, a pianist, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and she was summoned by the camp doctor, Dr. Mengele. Um, yeah. And he asked her, and she, she said she performed the classical piece, the Tormerai by Robert Schumann. Uh, and he, Stephen Fry asked her if he thanked her after she performed the piece. And then she said, uh, my uh, dear boy, my dear boy, you're, you're mistaken or you're, you got it all wrong. Do you think your, your washing machine or, or your iron, ironing uh, uh, board or something like that? We, we were not human human to them and that struck that struck a deep chord with me and i thought about that story for about five years maybe yeah mm -hmm. it wasn't so i i think i don't want to tell you how to do your job but i think <laughs> you can have um a more um to ha have an even more interdisciplinary approach to, sure. Uh, yeah. To expand well, your horizons. Yeah. yeah. What I what I hear in that in that anecdote, and if I do teach the course again, I haven't taught it in several years, and I can share with you in a second why, if you're of interest. But is that art cannot only be a, art at times is not only a means of wrestling with the past, of reconstructing, and the thesis of that course. And you were at, you were very uh, perspicacious. You were perceptive to note that a lot of effort went into it since it was based on my doctoral dissertation of many many years ago and it was a course i was privileged to introduce first as a graduate student doctoral student now i guess 15 years ago and a lifetime ago when i was uh, in new haven at yale and the the course has as it argues that art in fact can construct a form of veracity of truth and putting these three different ideas art I love how it represents I love atrocity. The, um, mm -hmm. I love the this way to the gases. It oh was, yeah, the Borovsky. It was a great, in my opinion, uh, a black but comedy. Yeah, that, a black that comedy. Is a, it is one of the, the dark masterpieces of, of atrocity yes. literature, of Holocaust literature, uh, written by a non-Jew. It reminded Paul, me. Tadek Borovsky. It mm -hmm. reminded me of a, a modernist novel. I, do you know George Bataille by any chance? Mm -hmm. George Bataille, yeah. yeah. Yes. Have you read the story of the eye? No. What no. happens? What's that? Which one is that? I think he wrote it in 1934, if I'm not mistaken. It's a kind of half dystopian, half uh, Dionysian uh, experience of the eternal youth. 
it is, it is, it is a, a, a deep look into human sexuality, if I can say that. But it also deals with his personal trauma. And I, I think it, it ought to be looked at because you, you brought some very pretty distressing and, and gross material, gross in a good sense. It was, it was artful, it was meaningful, it was instructive. Um, disgrace was, was a shock oh, yes. to this system. Yeah. It was, uh, it, was uh, it was a shock to this system. It was uh, the shawl and, yeah. uh, and you mentioned it was like the first time I've read Hamlet or the Meta Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka or the Penal Settlement by Franz Kafka also. So it was a shock to the system. And I, I think it was, it, it was the part of maybe, maybe uh, truth more in the in the free part in the free sections of the course it will yeah. fall under the category of truth maybe and yeah, the atrocity mm -hmm. about the civil war and i don't remember the the famous civil war in in africa i can't remember the in country. rwanda yeah in rwanda yes of course in you brought some uh, visual aids, if we can say, to uh, to to describe the the horrors and the the aftermath and the trials of the of the war yeah. criminals. Yes, and we, and that's not done gratuitously. It's you know a very different aesthetic about the body. It was a recent event. We were studying this, I guess, in the mid two thousand teens when it was within 20 years of that 1994 genocide. And although what I think might be of interest to some of your listeners, Rwandans, at least the planners of some of the genocide memorials and museums came to Israel even to learn from Jews, from Israelis, as if we are, uh, we have long experience as if we are experts in this, nonetheless went in their own direction. And you can see this, I, you know, I, didn't, I don't want to overburden you or didn't do this years ago when we were teaching that class and in subsequent versions of it. But you can see this also in Cambodia, in Guatemala, Guatemala, that there are just different, um, different modes or different traditions that relate to how people think of the body, what dignity means in each of these places. Um, and and uh, so each of them will follow its own course, even as there is a continuity, a comparative element, a sort of general historic resemblance about what people do to each other in our, in our worst moments. But the commemoration yes. is often part of what we do that is, that is yes. best, sort of you, trying to you, honor. You, you, spl you splice it up real nice, every section, or the syllabus, let's say. You splice it up real nice. You had for every category uh, so, something dealing with art, something dealing with atrocity, and something dealing with truth. And it was real. And I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a, I'm a, I'm a toddler because I only I can learn through vi visuals. Um, because the written word was not embedded in me in such a powerful way until I got to university, until I was exposed to the 
world of learning, actually. And the visuals were were so so instructive. So I I liked the we we also brought um, another Jewish artist. Uh, what was his name? I don't remember exactly referring to it, but I do remember that you wrote about that. I remember, I can recall that your paper dealt with some of the ethical and emotional resonances of Holocaust art, and you were trying to draw a comparison as well. You're trying to follow that comparative methodology yeah. between that and the work of Yeah, we talked events. about the, we talked about and learned about and watched the Shoah film by Claude Lanzmann. Am I not, am I? That's correct, that's right. Correct, mm -hmm. yes. Because I remember <laughs> sitting through the whole thing in one go. Wow, so, that's a, yeah. you, have, you have a lot of stamina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. a lot of patience. Because, because every, every memorial, every year of the Memorial Day, I sit and I soak, soak in the horror that I, that I will never let myself watch throughout the year, you know? I, I just compact all the, yeah. Can you, can you account for that? I do this, I mean, I, I, I sometimes okay. felt, I have felt at different times of my life, of my academic career, somewhat diffident or defensive about what I do. Oh, another Holocaust scholar and uh, mm -hmm. isn't there enough said about yeah. that? And the truth is that, you know, I've come to terms with this is what I do. And someone in my generation and our generation, I, I can say more, more broadly, um, is the one to do this. And actually there aren't in my, in our generation, that many people who do this. There are people who, the many more people who study in business. Mm -hmm. This is my lot and it is important. It's, an, it's a major event um, as well as the legacy, how it relates to other events. And, um, and I've come to terms with that, but it's not, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think of it as a depressive or you know, a gratuitous, it's not an obsession. And, no, no um, I'm just saying I'm, yeah. I'm letting, so just, I am letting myself, I am letting in all the horrors. Um, the, I, I think that's actually the fact that it can horrify, that it, we can think of it as an, that is part of the challenge. I think. No, I'm compressing. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to compress all that experience into one day, the memorial. You know, I, I try to retain, and I, I'm, I find myself at this stage of my life very much drawn to, we may have read one or two works of her, people like Edith Fink, people who wrote yes. as well, either during the war or immediately afterwards, whose artistry, either in literary written form Cynthia or in visual Ozix, form. The, the shawl, of course. Yeah, yeah. That, able, that is able to capture some of the astonishment to remain shocked that this event happened and in some places continues to happen and that it doesn't become sort of inevitable that we don't allow our historical understanding to become ritualized or routinized where we start thinking of course this was going to happen but to, to remain shocked that is that is a major challenge of uh, of because, our historical perspective before, before your course i knew about different works of art of beautiful classical music and and plays by Shakespeare and uh, the whole lot dealing with tragedy and but but not 
but, but not anything as as um, as a concrete and as as clear and as well thought as some of the material you brought that deal with with trauma, that deal with atrocity, with with art, and I, maybe I have a, a very elite, elitist approach to art, but <laughs> because. Because I want something to, I want to uh, uh, a work of art to be able to stand uh, on its own feet. Um, mm -hmm. not, sure. not there are there are moments, there are traumatic. You know what you're saying is, is very interesting. It reminds me of something that one of my mentors, my my, uh, my one of my teachers, someone named Professor Jeffrey Harbin, a well-known person in the world of Holocaust studies, Jewish studies, mm -hmm. as well as literary studies more generally, that he wrote, and I remember him telling teaching was that there are moments of trauma of pathology in art more generally you can look in oedipus oedipus rex yes the, the sophocles version and as very uh, very disturbing moments that even occur just off stage whereas in king lear there was a similar moment of blinding of gouging up the eyes and shakespeare updates it to have that that trauma occur, that sort of individual personal atrocity occur on stage, which was a shocking uh, innovation. But these works of art, of course, they're very, you know, very world works of world masterpieces are not related to specific historical reference. Yes. They have that ennobling. They are aspect. not rooted. They are not rooted mm -hmm. in real atrocity. Correct. Yes. Exactly. And so it has a different effect. It works upon us differently. We feel as if that most base, most vulgar, barbaric elements of human behavior have been, as Plato said, have been cathected, have been, is a catharsis on stage. They're released in a ritual form through the drama. I have drama. to say one thing, one thing I learned from your course, and this is such a, uh, such a great phonetic word the persimony, that's, that's the thing I love the most, I think, out of the entirety of your course. But I was a lot more stupid and a lot younger. And I think the persimony was, I know, yeah, it's like uh, the Miriam Webster's uh, word of the day was like, <laughs> maybe you picked it up from online. Maybe, I don't know. I like, I like, I like words. Yeah. I like, I like my, that a lot. Yeah. You're very kind. But the, you know, one of the things <laughs> that we have to keep in mind, you're saying, you know, you're reflecting, and there's nothing to be ashamed of for having learned. You know, the situation, the condition of learning is ignorance. You know, we don't come to learn based on something we know. You couldn't take that course now and ha it, would have, it would have no effect on you because You've already been. You've spent years dealing with it. Uh, so I, part went of through, the, I went through. I went through the ringer, as we say. Yeah, yeah, that's part of part. That's part of the. But the pleasure is also painful. Learning is very. It hurts, but it's also part of the satisfaction of learning. And you know, I can't teach that course in the same way anymore because I have to. I have gone through it myself intellectually and with uh, several rounds of students. But we don't know what we're going to learn next. You know, we are ignorant of what we're of what we'll be dealing with next. You, did you constructed your course in such a way that will be accessible to the current generation to have a lot of different distractions that are that are that are, that are little nuggets of gold? 
Yeah. I hope so. I I'm, I quite I, I wonder about that. I mean, you're a bit older than the current university yes. students, especially the undergraduates in university now. Now I'm, I'm a lot older, but yeah, that's why, yeah. <laughs> that, that gap will continue to grow. And I, I find myself wondering about that since you know, current students are so tied, not just to visual, but to video, to action. Um, there's a whole movement to colorize black and white photos from the 20th century, including from mm. the Holocaust and World War II era and beforehand, in order to make it seem part of the same world as young people today. Uh, there was a very, in, a very influential campaign regarding a, 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 a fictional woman in Budapest from a few years ago that was launched in Israel that did that. The, the, uh, the question that I also have is about just the, the relationship. You know, people, you may have known grandparents or even great-grandparents, you may have known people. That is increasingly rare. I, when I was younger, I thought this was of no great consequence. This was not that important, but I was wrong. It is actually very important. People, the Holocaust is really not part of people's living memory, but it's something, a story that they're told about someone else at a different world. And the other complication is, you know, our, our country is increasingly diverse, at least in the classroom, where we're a, a place that has many, many um, you know, Palestinian Israelis, Arab Israelis in the classroom. And for them, some of this art about at least Jewish atrocity, about the Holocaust, is difficult for them to, to take. It's not, it's not, they don't know much about it, but they see it as somehow, not all of them, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I shouldn't generalize, but I have seen how for some students, it can be almost an assault because it overwrites, it erases, it occludes what is their national trauma, which is far more complex. You know, the, you were saying how before the, the story with Stephen Fry and the survivor, how art itself can be complicit in the atrocity. Mm-hmm. That's not my, or perhaps not even your view about Israeli Holocaust commemoration, but it might be the view of some citizens of this country, of the Arab, of some Arab citizens country, and that needs to be dealt with. So the last time I taught it, I tried to have a day where we were talking just about my story, my pain, my family's history of displacement and yours. I think it was an important step in the right direction, but the class itself I found in its most recent teaching, which was about four years ago, was just working on much rougher terrain, much more complicated terrain. And this is one of the reasons the media is one, the personal connection, the age of the students and the era that we've come to in, in our time, in our decade now, as well as the very different experience of some of the students. Well, I want to thank you so much. And just before, just be, before we ended, I wanted to give you a book recommendation. recommendation. This is Dave Eggers' sure. The Parade. Have you heard of it? Not that book, but I've heard of it. I, I, I admire I the think, author. I think you should try this book because it's, also, it's, it's or, Orwellian, dystopian, Kafka-esque. Uh, I will definitely check it out. You know, I, it, yeah. You know, uh, something that colleagues and you know, family members will ask at the end of a class, like, how was that course? Was it successful? And I, my answer always, following Freud, is one never knows. Since teaching is one of those impossible professions. Yeah, yeah. You'll only know years later. And having this conversation, at least with you, if it only even affected one student, I can't, you know, you're not speaking for anyone else in the course, 
it is a testament to at least I'm, I'm in this case, having been now. a success. I'm also yeah. a teacher now. Yeah. So you can take that yeah. into your own field. You'll know if years later you can have a conversation like this with one of your students, you'll know it has been at least, at least in that case, a job well done. Okay, so I thank you guys. It's been very so gratifying to speak with you. For, for t speaking with you and for your eye-opening shock to the system, uh, monkey wrench to the wheels course, and your approach is just, I, I always viewed you the moment I saw you, I know you were the, you were Atticus Finch for me, <laughs> you know, you were the, the righteous, the, the studious, oh. learned. You're the, you're the, uh, the dutiful scout. Oh. All right. Thank you Guys, so much. Guys, I wish you a lot of luck with yeah. this endeavor and let's catch up again. And we'll we'll yeah, see how things course, play out. Of course, definitely. Okay, thank you so much. Care. Bye. Thanks for having me.